would you consider taking public transit over driving? Have you done it for special reasons? You know, depending on where you live and where you're going, it may be the best driving choice to make. Now, no more having to deal with parking woes, heavy traffic congestion, and the high price of fuel. It may be one of the ways to reduce congestion. It's just a thought. I've done it, and I'm a driving instructor. Welcome to another episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. In this episode, we'll discuss what do you avoid doing as a driver? Are there things that you just refuse to do anymore? Another episode of things to make you go, huh? And having patience while driving in adverse conditions. Do you have it? Let's find out. Let's go. I was recently sitting around with people and we were talking about a variety of things. And of course, driving always seems to come up in conversation. And while we were discussing what they like to do as a driver, then the conversation switched to what they avoid doing. Uh, I know many people actually avoid parallel parking. They do it. They avoid it like, well, like the plague, but they would rather walk longer distance than try to parallel park. Now, parallel parking is something I've often called paranoid parking. It's not really as bad as we might think. And we just get the idea in our head that it's not something that I like to do. Well, parallel parking isn't really that hard when you understand the basics. But that's like anything we do, whether it's driving or otherwise. So if someone is really good at parallel parking, why don't you ask them for a couple of pointers? And with our vehicles now that have the backup camera, I think the concern is I don't want to hit another vehicle. Well, I'm glad you don't. But now you have the backup camera, and that's going to make it a little bit easier because you're going to know just how close you are when you get to the bumper. There's a blind area behind the vehicle, and it's tough to see right behind the vehicle. It's for meters and meters, longer than many people realize. But when you get understanding the dimensions of your vehicle, it's really not a big, big deal. So maybe give it another try. Maybe get a professional instructor to uh, give you pointers. Uh, I'm available. <laughs> uh, some people avoid driving downtown. Now, depends on where you live. Your downtown could be pretty busy stuff. Uh, maybe it's one-way streets. Maybe there's a lot of cars. Maybe it's a lot of lanes. Maybe it's always bumper to bumper. A lot of pedestrians running across from side to side. It might be that type of a downtown. So we avoid it. And it's not a problem avoiding it. Part of maybe planning your route and to bypass the downtown core. But if you really need to see some things, in my downtown core, we have an arena, we have shopping, we have restaurants. And when you understand where you can go, where to park, it's not really that bad. You just have to prepare yourself and be confident in your ability as a driver. What about the freeway, the expressway? The high speed, the 100 kilometer an hour roadway. Some people avoid those, and a lot of people do. They'll take the service road, which is maybe 20 kilometers or 30 kilometers less in speed, just to avoid the high jam-packed uh, fast roadway. Uh, part of it is knowing what to expect. I remember doing lessons in class, teaching a, a course, and I had an adult in my class who worked with uh, their mom. And they would take the secondary highway, 
the 60 to 80, depends on where they were at the time, as opposed to a 100 kilometer an hour road. And after discussing all the different pros and cons of each road, she raised her hand and said, so the freeway is actually a little bit safer because you have a barrier separating you and the oncoming traffic where on a, a secondary highway or a rural road, you've only got pavement markings. You might have traffic lights. You might have pedestrians. You've got driveways. So the freeway has perhaps less risks or at least say different risks. And once we learn the, the basics of driving on the freeway, again, it may not be as bad as we thought. I remember having a student, having many students, but one student in particular who was very, very nervous about driving on the freeway. And uh, she didn't want to go very fast. And I'm just coaching her, come on, I got to go a little, a little faster, press the gas. We got, and we're doing 80 and all the cars are whizzing right by her. And this is, I don't like it. Look, I said, well, because we're going so much slower. I said, just try it for, give me 60 seconds. And uh, she got herself up to the speed and all of a sudden these cars that we're passing aren't passing her anymore. She's going as fast as all the other vehicles and she's up to the speed limit. And then she realized the freeway wasn't that bad. There's no cross traffic on the freeway. So realized it was actually kind of an enjoyable experience once she really knew how to do it. What about parking at the mall or a, a big shopping center where uh, there's a lot of cars going in and out of parking spaces, cutting down different aisles and different things of that sort? Some people avoid those because, well, for some reason, people real, don't think you have to drive normal in a parking lot. Well, you do. Signaling in a parking lot is a good idea. But one of the things you can do, and I, I have talked about it previously, just drive down the center of the aisle when there's no oncoming vehicles. Gives you a better chance to spot people walking between the vehicles. Gives you a better chance to see any vehicles that are starting to back out of the parking space. Gives you a little bit more response time. So, uh, and also one of the times, why don't you choose a less busy time? And if you're in the, the holiday season, maybe do some online or go first thing in the morning when it's not as busy. And it might be a little bit less... Um, stressful for dri driving at that time in the mall. So whatever problem we have, things that we try to avoid doing, think about if you really do want to improve on that, if you want to get better at it, because there are ways, as I said, speaking with a professional instructor, getting pointers, and uh, I wouldn't necessarily get pointers just from the average person because <laughs> their pointers may not be safe or perhaps even legal. It's that time, another episode of Things to Make You Go, huh? You know, when you're hungry, you're hungry. You need to eat, but some people will eat while driving. Now, some will stop their vehicle to eat, and one such driver decided to stop their vehicle to eat their chicken wings. The only problem, they were sitting in the middle of the intersection when they stopped. They were charged. Well, not for eating chicken wings in the intersection, but they were charged for operating a vehicle while impaired. Go figure. I recently saw a, a posting where a driver ended up on the roof 
they lost control of their vehicle, uh, snowy conditions, not, not a blizzard, but just some snow on the road. They were passing a slower moving vehicle, lost control of their vehicle and rolled it. So yeah, their vehicle's damaged severely. It might even be totaled. Who knows? I guess their insurance will let them know, but they were also charged for, um, not being able to control their vehicle, careless driving. So do we have enough patience for ourselves when we're driving in adverse conditions? So the passing on snowy roads. So someone's driving slowly, but you recognize that the roads are slippery. Have patience. The time that you're thinking that you're losing probably isn't as much as you, reality is. So pick a time that is safe to do so. And if it's not safe, then don't. There was a time I was driving to Northern Ontario here in Canada, and uh, it was a long drive, about seven or eight hour drive. And uh, I was not familiar with the road. I had not driven on this road. I was just following directions and a uh, single lane in each direction. And there was a truck ahead of me. It was going a little bit slower, but it was snowing. I stayed behind. I just stayed far enough back that I could still see where the road was going. I was able to read the road by the tree line and the hydro lines. But I needed to be able to see ahead too, so I just stayed back. And yes, we were going a little bit below the speed limit, but there's nothing wrong with that, really, especially during a snowy, uh, snowy day. So having patience and not passing just because you're in a hurry. I put on Twitter uh, recently that don't blame the uh, driver ahead of you that you left late. You'll get there when you get there. Right? Now, what about driving at night, or in, especially in the rain? Sometimes the lane markings are really difficult to see. Are we patient enough with it or are we going to attempt lane changes? Are we going to go faster because we want to get where we're going? Well, you got to keep your eyes moving side to side, up ahead, constantly to look for that path to realize where the lanes are. You don't want to be drifting into the next lane, especially if a vehicle comes up uh, beside you. You don't want to also be so focused on the lane markings that you forget to check in your mirror. We need to be patient with ourselves, and uh, um, hopefully the city or region that or the municipality will uh, repaint these lines one day and that way you can see. Sometimes it's easier in the winter because after it snowed, you, you've got a marking of some slush to where the, the lanes are and uh, traffic ahead can also help you obviously with seeing the taillight. So keep looking ahead, keep moving your eyes and be patient especially when you can't see where the lane markings are. Now, I mentioned about an unfamiliar road I was driving on, but if you are driving on unfamiliar roads, how fast do you really want to go? You know, we talked about the speed limit. It's a limit. It's like the top end. Uh, it's a maximum. doesn't mean you have to drive that fast. It just means that you still have to look ahead. And when your visibility is reduced, your speed should be reduced. I've been making that statement for decades actually so if you can't see well enough ahead on an unfamiliar road at night slow down remember that speed limits are set for ideal conditions this is not ideal because it's night and you're unfamiliar with the road you want to see if there's a curve you want to see if there's uh, debris in the road and if you know you have to make a turn you need to see that intersection and it may not be lit up if it's a very dark dark road so again be patient you'll get there now car problems, um, let's say you get a flat tire, or let's say 
uh, engine light comes on or a dashboard light rather you want to pull over but because you may not be in a, a familiar area you need to have patience that while driving uh, at night or in a snowstorm or in rain you want to know where the edge of the road is and uh, there's a time when I was very young I actually pulled onto the shoulder um, because I had a problem but uh, I ended up being on a soft shoulder and the car slid into the ditch and when the uh, the tow truck operator showed up they uh, kind of chuckled and uh, I stopped in front of a sign that said uh, soft shoulders so there was a sign to warn me but I just ignored it I was unfamiliar and uh, it was in the winter time and uh, there's a, a colleague of mine who uh, made that mistake and they went onto the shoulder what appeared to be a flat shoulder was not the snow piled up and it made it look like the shoulder was wider and they ended up drifting down <laughs> on an angle passing your side first into the ditch so if you're not certain where the shoulder is try not to go over as far as that yes you want to be safely off the road maybe you have to choose uh, a driveway to uh to pull into or at least the front part of it um, to call for help or to get the help that you do need so be patient with the surroundings be patient with yourself don't be in a hurry and again don't blame the driver ahead because you left late thanks for listening to this episode of speed bumps a safe driving podcast be sure to come back each week as episodes are usually posted on a Sunday. If you've missed any of the previous episodes, be sure to check the menu and you can find out season one and season two. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions or something you'd like me to talk about, you can reach me by email. My email address is safedriver36 at yahoo.ca. You can also find me on Twitter. I am at safedriver. You can also find me on my blog, thesafedriver.ca. I'm everywhere, including back here on Speed Bumps. Let's be safe out there. I'm Scott Marshall.